0: You're listening to a sessions by Effective, live from a 2023. All right, we are here on I think the last Sotocon sessions. I don't know when it's getting released in the order, so I apologize if this isn't the last one for 2023, uh but sponsored by Effective and they've been a great partner uh to the podcast and to the content that we put out. And I'm sitting here with Michael Lutski. Even though there's zero T's in his name, it's somehow uh, found its way in here. Uh, Academy instructor with NADA. Welcome to the pod,
1: man. Oh, thank you.
0: Thank we've, you very much. We've had a few conversations with you in the past, and so it's always, it's always my job as podcast interviewer to get a unique thing out of the way. And you let me know just now that like, when some people say that the car business is, the, is a family business or we're all family here, or, you know, it's a generational business. For your family, it means totally different. Give me the family tree real quick. Okay. So I am the only family member that is
1: not employed by the business. So, Or, <laughs> or has the dealer been, side of the at business. This time, yeah, yeah, at, this at this time. Yeah, at this time. All uh, right. So, so my, I have two sisters that are both older than me. Both have worked in the stores. One currently works in the store. The other sister's husband is our general manager of our Toyota store in New York. And the other sister married into a family that now has four employees amongst our stores. So she married really well, Goodness. according to my family.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're like, "You did a good job. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> you brought them brought them all home." Yeah. Good. So good. Uh,
1: beyond that, my uncle is our parts manager. was a Was a pharmacist. Pharmacist is a perfect job for a parts manager. It really, perfect it's basically training.
0: the same thing, right? You know. It's like you know. What do you need? What's to solve? Here it is. Do you have any questions before it goes into the car? The inventory is all back there, right? All that. Yeah, type and if of there's stuff. any obsolescence, it's a big problem. That's a huge
1: problem. Yeah. <laughs> so it's definitely a family business. Uh, when I worked there, I, we had a family atmosphere. Everyone there felt like they were part of the family, and it was not easy leaving a family like that. A family and also the family in the, in the dealership.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. So what, yeah, what did that decision look like and why, why uh, there's has to be some level of passion behind it. If I had to guess to go to the Academy side.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the passion is, um, the person that I married.
0: Mm. So I
1: did what was in the best interest of my wife and my kids (laughs) Yes, and made that move. (laughs) And it was, uh, it was not an easy move. It took about two years for that to happen. Okay. And, and as a graduate of the academy back in 2015, uh, it was a great opportunity for me to come and, and give back and, and serve our community. And there's so many connections on, on the academy side that I didn't know about until afterwards uh mm-hmm. people that knew my family people that knew our dealerships people that were um went to school with my parents people that it was just it was a, it it feels like a family at the academy and we support each other yeah all of the instructors support each other everyone has their own specialty everyone has their own topics but everyone understands our 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 vision which is to serve to serve our members with advocacy and education yeah and it's met, we're serving our members. So it feels, it feels like you're really still in
0: service to the automotive retail industry. It's So cool. So, you know, NADA is this very interesting thing. I mean, when I first got in the NA, in, into the industry, NADA was just a value, right? It was like, oh, you got your NADA value on that car, right? It was a retail value. And then I learned it was in, as a dealer, it was, oh, there's a wholesale value there. And so that was my first kind of you know, association with the four letters. Right. And then more broadly, I'm, I start getting emails about a big show once a year. I'm like, Oh, cool. There's a big show. That's neat. And then my dealer goes, well, we are going to 20 group, you know, our NADA 20 group. And i was like, okay, I guess they got these things where they go on fancy trips and talk about the bottom line. Right. And then all of a sudden I meet the, the Academy, which is this whole Training program for people to become dealers and 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 to learn more and not just dealers, but there's multiple training programs in it. When you say advocacy and education, walk us through like how the heart of that comes out in in each of these because I think it does. It's not just like the advocacy is over here and the education is over here, right? Sure, sure. So it's easier for me to speak about the education
1: side. Because that's what I'm in every single day. But the advocacy part of NADA is how it was founded. You know, over 100 years ago, a group of dealers came together and said, we need to support and represent our dealers and dealers across the country in, in Washington. And because of that, and, and as a as a byproduct of that, the the dealers who are really my employer, which is the board of directors, which has people from every state. Um, that are dealers that are serving on the board of directors, non-paid, by the way, right. serving, including some of the people that you had here, their their family that were on the board there, um, or are currently serving on the board. They determine what we focus on, so so they are really our our guide about what is important and what they want us to develop, and they they look at us and they determine who is going to work at NEDA. Now, all of the things that you um, that you mentioned that we do and all the, um, the the education the 20 groups the academy the show um i was shocked when i came on board how few people work at nada huh okay. i re- i really thought that the show was put on by 50 100 100 cuz how big it is and you yeah. know by putting on a show here it's so how lot. many people do you think work on the nada show full time
0: well i've I, I think I've got a little bit more information now over the last couple of years since there's a lot more integration. But I think that, like the full time show crew seems like it's only three or four people that are yeah. dedicated to the show. Well,
1: it's less than 10 right now.
0: Yeah. I don't know exactly the number, but it's less than 10. I was blown
1: away by that. When you see how much they do, yep. how much they put on and the the scalability of what they've been able to do is just tremendous. Well, and and there's a lot
0: of partners that come alongside for the show. I know yeah. to help with, uh, and, you know, it. it you know, the vendors and things like that. But yeah, the core team that's actually working year round. And I found out this year they plan the venue five years in advance. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a machine. It's, it is a machine and, it, and it's a wonderful machine. Yeah. I mean, the fact that we can bring 20,000 people together in one location. Right. Um, but what I'm, what I'm closer to is the Academy and the yeah. Academy is also a machine built upon constant improvement, and continuous education of ourselves as instructors, as well as our students. So we, this year, we're gonna serve approximately 2,000 to 2,500 students in our program. And that's a lot of students that we all, that we take pride in knowing each and every one of them personally, that they know what what class they graduated, where they're from, just like in the dealership, trying to deliver a personalized experience where you know the person's car, you know the person's family. Oh, it's very, it's very
0: like, cohort ish, right? Like I start, I, I've gotten to know some of these, these groups that have gone through the academy and they're like, they're like besties for life, you know? That yeah. Type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, It's
1: something special that happens when you're together in a class for a year of people that you normally don't get a chance to interact yeah. with. I call it the power of the room. I call it, that's what I call it. And that's what we all call it is that the network and the power of the people in the room that you're around is really what makes our program so incredible. Yep. Whether the power of the room has 300 years of experience, 500 years of experience, 20 people, 30 people, the network creates knowledge, trust, sharing and development along the way. Yeah. And we as instructors get to see a small bit of each of these rooms and bring that together. And when I hear an idea, I put it on a board in my mind. I put it actually on a physical board and then I see how many other classes say that. And if it's mentioned enough, it's going to it's going to be mentioned by us. then it's going to be mentioned in our book then it's going to be mentioned it's going to be part of our curriculum so the curriculum that we have is really developed by the power of the room and the connection between education and advocacy getting back to your question is that whenever there is a question that is outside of the traditional education we have staff that knows about it on capitol hill that can help us with that provide resources provide guidance and also connect us with dealers that are doing things to fix this issue. Yeah. So every class I have a board of a parking lot of questions. And at the end of the class, we ad- we've addressed each one.
0: And some questions are really are, difficult. Uh, yeah. I mean, the majority of the people that are, I mean, probably all are at some level working in a dealer or dealer group right now that are walking through these classes. Right. And so they're experiencing things in real life and learning at, at the same time. What are like maybe one or two of the questions that are coming most often recently? Are there things that more people are struggling with than not?
1: Uh, Absolutely. Uh, So we start the class with challenges, every class with challenges, and those challenges are pretty consistent amongst the classes. And most of those challenges are addressed by the content that we cover because we're updating our content all the time. Yeah. We have a program development team that helps us develop content and put it in. They, they make us look good, which awesome. is wonderful. <laughs> um, so we can actually stay in touch with what's important. But then the parking lot questions are the ones that are not in our content. Sure. Are ones that come up that we don't have an answer to. And I don't want to give the wrong answer. So I want to think about it, provide resources, provide guidance, and provide the right connection to answer that question. And those are the ones that are on my mind when I think about um, each class and what's what's the next thing that's coming. So there's a lot of questions about EV incentives, application of EV incentives right now. Yeah. A lot of the questions were brought up earlier on your panel with, with Mike Stanton, our, our president, as well as Liza Borges talking about all the things that are happening in the industry. Um, so so that those parking lot questions are things that we actually, if we don't have a good answer for, we'll bring up in other forums. We'll bring it up between our instructor team, we'll bring it up with our advocacy team, we'll bring it up with our bi-annual meeting with our 20 group moderators to see if any of them, of our 50 or so 20 group moderators and academy staff have an answer or have a connection or have knowledge to that. That's and awesome. that's what provides that value. So. Our next clubhouse room, which is interesting, we actually have a clubhouse room, which is once a month only for academy students and graduates, the topic is about EV incentives. And right now we're working with the IRS to figure out how to make sure that it's an easy application of those EV incentives. Well, we have it's,
0: a- it's the application, it's the, it's the understanding who can apply, what the application is for it, how to, and then more importantly, how to get paid on the back end of that thing as we go the, where the dealer is going to be receiving the funds, right? In 2024.
1: So we have representatives from our students in the academy that have volunteered to be interviewed by the IRS to showcase Ah, the system, to test it out. And people that have have direct knowledge of how that incentive program is being applied at their stores, whether they're dealer principals. We asked for people that were involved in that process in our last class. And Michael Hayes, our director, got four or five people. And now he's giving feedback on their application to the IRS. So there's, there I'd love are, to hear that. That's like, a, d- it's a connection. So many people in the auto industry
0: wouldn't even know that that's happening. Right. But that is happening. And that's how education is meeting. The advocacy is meeting what's happening on Capitol Hill. And then what's meeting in the practical outworkings. Cause that's going to be a problem that we have to solve for like a few months from now. Right. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So oh, cool. that's
1: one of them. There are other ones that come up all the time. About interest rates, about things that are happening in the industry, about affordability, um, about uh, the challenges the challenges are different for every class i mean we have a class in financial management the challenges are different than the class on parts management the class in service operations the class in which i teach which is inventory and marketing management which we developed a marketing class which i'm i want to show with you share with you at one point i'm in for marketing managers because we saw the growth in that area and the need in that area and then a class on associate uh, retention and development as well as OEM relations then we have a business leadership class so amongst those different core classes that we have There's different questions that come up in each one because of the focus
0: well i think that it's key to just understand like hey there's a deep deep rich opportunity within nada and if a dealer or any person in in a dealership is wondering what can NADA do for me outside of giving me a value or or having a great show there's plenty there and thanks for exposing some of it and joining us here at the conference and here on the pod happy to be here thank you thanks for everything you do for our industry always my pleasure Thank you for listening to this a so Too Con session by effective. If you want more content like this, you can check out our other podcasts. We have a daily show called The Automotive Troublemaker Monday through Friday. Here on podcast also live streamed on YouTube and LinkedIn and Facebook. We also have a long-form podcast called Auto Collabs. Auto Collabs. And if you just want to go a little deeper into this community, you should sign up for our regular email. We put our heart and soul into it. You can get it for free by going to asoto.com.